good day. Welcome. Glad to have you on board. We are in La Crosse, Wisconsin. And uh, later on tonight, we're going to be at Flipside Pub and Grill. We're looking forward to that. So apparently, uh, there has been a, uh, a good amount of people that have uh, phoned over there that said that they, uh, they want to be able to come tonight and uh, they're not doing the reservation thing. But uh, they said kind of like the first come, first serve. So uh, I was going to drive past this morning and see if indeed there was like a line out the door. There's not. Uh, I kind of figured that. But, you know, one can dream. <laughs> Welcome to the program. Uh, if you want to get a hold of us, 877-867-1670, 877-867-1670. You can also track us down uh, via Twitter, at Bill underscore Michaels, at Bill underscore Michaels. You can get a hold of Grant Bills at Wisco Grant. You can find him there. Uh, always happy to track them down over in that particular area. And you can find us uh, on so many different platforms. We're on uh, Facebook. Go to Facebook.com slash The Bill Michael Show. Instagram slash The Bill Michael Show. Uh, YouTube, you can subscribe and watch us right there. That is YouTube.com slash Bill Michaels Show. Same thing on Twitch TV, Kick TV. Uh, I think it's even over on LinkedIn. You'd have to track me down there. I don't know what we're under there, to be honest with you. Uh, and then you can email the program, thebillmichaels at gmail.com. That's thebillmichaels at gmail.com. And uh, you can also find us on Spotify, Apple, iTunes, Google Podcasts as well. And the app, which is The Zone Madison, The Zone Madison, Z-O-N-E. There you have it. Wisco Grant, how you doing today? I'm doing good. I'm jealous of you because you get to be in lacrosse today. Hit up all my favorite spots. I uh, had a great time. La- I had a board meeting last night, and I actually sat uh, it was pretty nice. They put me up at the Charmont. I was uh, that. That's a beautiful. I've I've been to the Charmont to drink. I've never been to the Charmont to stay. And man, what a beautiful old hotel! An old. It was an old chocolate factory, apparently. Um, but man, what a beautiful place! And everything you need. Speaking as someone who lived blocks from there, Bill, everything you need is is right there down around the Charmont. You got the radio station right across the way. Yep. You got Riverside Park, the Mississippi River right there. You got the freight house and the distillery and every everything. You're a short walk from Buzzard Billy's and the Starlight Lounge. You, you could live right there, Bill. You would be happy the rest of your life. Right. Well, speaking of Buzzard Billy's. Uh, went there last night, uh, met our friends Carmen and Rob there, and uh, had some terrific food. We'll talk about that a little bit later. But uh, it was uh, – and Kristen and I started working out. We started uh, dieting and just just getting healthy, uh, just kind of a commitment to get healthy. But not to mention, I mean, we're going we're going back to, to Rhode Island and Boston uh, to see her family for Thanksgiving. And to see all of her old friends. And I think she's like, you know, I don't want to go back and be heavier. So she's like crash dieting, right? So she's already lost like 10, 15 pounds. Me, I can wake up, pee, go to the bathroom. I'm, I'm down 10. No big deal. Anyway, long story short, uh, I, I've been eating really well. And last night going over to Buzzard Billy's, that went out the window. Oh, my God. I, I took a chance and ate things that I don't normally eat at Buzzard Billy's. And yeah, that was that was the real deal last night. Oh, I got here though. I was doing a board meeting. I was uh, driving around parking lot to parking lot because our board meeting was supposed to be from like four thirty to six thirty, and it's I was supposed to have dinner at seven. And at seven thirty, I'm still on the the conference call, and we're doing votes and all that kind of stuff last night. And uh, yeah, I'm just, I look like I'm stalking people. I'm just driving around parking lots. So, because, you know, one parking lot's permit only. The other parking lot, you're only allowed in until such and such a time. 
Then you're in a two-hour spot. Then you're, you know, and I don't know what's going on in the town, but the it, the town is full. I mean, parking was non-existent last night. Not, I mean, you couldn't find it in downtown. It was crazy. And I've never, it's never been like that. So, and now, uh, what is the street that the radio station on is on right here that goes between uh, the radio station and the Charmont? What's that street? Oh, Second Street, right, right Second in the street. thick of it, downtown Lacrosse. Yeah, you, Second Street. They're reconfiguring. Do you have you been here to see that? No. Uh, yeah. Reconfiguring how? Uh, they have. It, it used to be two big wide lanes, and now it's um, they put a bi- a two way bike lane in one of the lanes and they've moved everything over so and they're redoing every intersection so uh they're making it more bike friendly for pedal bikes yeah so i love that and probably for the pedal pubs if you ever see those going around downtown probably Probably, we gotta we gotta accommodate those in the way that we design our streets too uh we in the state of wisconsin always accommodate drinking in some way shape or form so uh i can understand that completely so uh today we're sitting here on a wednesday and the question, I, last night, uh, I go to dinner. I leave dinner. I'm checking into the hotel. I ran upstairs, and I had to go back downstairs um, after I checked into my room because one of my keys didn't work. And so there's a in the downstairs of the Charmont, there's a bar, and a guy recognizes me, and he comes over, and he starts talking to me, and he says, what about this game? And he gives me the scenarios. Kind of what we talked about already, but he gives me the scenarios. He says, what if the Packers play extremely well and they get a really good, solid win and it seems like things are then right back on track? And I said, well, what would your – because, I mean, I can give you my opinion. That's fine. I can do it on the air. But I said, what would your opinion be? And he said, well, it'd be a good win, but it's against a bad team. I said, okay, what if they lose? Oh my God, it'd be terrible because it's a loss against a bad team. I said, "There you go. That, that's it's a very legitimate take," and which he smiled at when I said legitimate take. Uh, I said, "It's a very legitimate take. It's understandable," and I, I would I, I would kind of go down that same mental path and say, "You're right. That if they lose, it's a bad loss, especially coming out of a two week bye. Uh, really, one game in twenty one days. I mean." You've had like a mini buy now for almost a month. I said, so it would be, it would be bad. It'd be a bad situation. Uh, but if they win and do it with style points, then you at least have this optimistic confidence moving forward that things have at least been figured out until you get to the next game, and then you kind of hold your breath and wait and see because you begin, you have to begin stacking success. So I, I figured, you know what? I'll ask that on the air today. If they win this game and win it in going-away fashion, what does that say? If they lose this game and lose it in the same fashion we've seen against New Orleans, against Detroit, against Las Vegas, if they lose this game, then what? Then what? That's kind of what I want to throw out there today. I love it when people come up and ask me questions and then, it sparks my mind a little bit, and I'm like, that's that's actually not a bad way to go for the show. So that's that's kind of where I'm at today uh, when it comes to comes to that. Uh, 877-867-1670, that's the phone number. If you want your voice to be heard, do it. We'd love to hear from you. Um, also, uh, what else do we have here today? Um, we got uh, – well, we had a lot of Mike Clemens yesterday, and that was really, really awesome. 
And when it comes to – oh, by the way, baseball last night, uh, uh, did you text Ben Kenny at all last night? I did. He, uh, he sent me something and told me to show it to you. And I sent you the link, and then Ben followed up and said, when Bill asks for my thoughts, tell him that I say no comment. <laughs> so he saw, he saw a headline or a tweet or a theory yeah. that someone posted about the Phillies, and he thought you would yeah. enjoy it. That the Phillies are being tipped off with pitches via vibrating butt plugs. I'm sure of it. <laughs> so, there was, uh, ben, when Ben was here, he was fascinated with a story that there was a guy who was uh, um, basically called out as a cheater uh, playing chess. And someone was, he had people helping him beat, become this chess champion via a butt plug of there was so many different on and off switches and vibrations and such that would tell him what to do and how to move if he was stuck. And it was, uh, I, I don't know if it was ever proven, but that was the, the theory that this guy had a butt plug. Uh, and the way he was discovered or this reportedly was discovered was they went from sitting in soft, comfortable chairs to a wooden chair of which that transferred the vibration. So somebody kept asking, what is that? And they found out, in, I guess, that this is what happened. So <laughs> the fact that the Phillies are just teeing off this postseason. Now you got Schwarber in the mix. Schwarber with his first couple of dingers of the year. I mean, my God. Uh, they, they are just powering the ball out of the ballpark. Just crushing it. And so <laughs> the fact that Ben sent that last night and said, the Phillies are being tipped off with vibrating butt plugs. That's pretty funny. I love My, that, that Bill is, or not Bill, but I love that Ben is in that crowd probably a couple beers deep and saw a tweet and said, you know, yes. Bill, this is for Bill. Bill needs yes. this. Yes, uh, beers and butt plugs. That's 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 the way I roll. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> My concern with that would be, if indeed true, and it's not, but if indeed true, Suppose you hit one that doesn't quite make it out of the park and it comes careening off the wall and you kick it into high gear and uh, you've got a quick play, say at second base, and you have to slide. I can't imagine, can't imagine sliding with one of those things in. I've never had one, but I can't imagine it sliding with that thing in. It would definitely be a Pete Rose slide for me if I was, if that was happening. Just throwing it out there. Got to go head first. <laughs> Got to go head first. There's no way. So. Oh, my goodness. That's that's the way to start off a show. Hell, yeah. Hell, yeah. Uh, <laughs> so, anyway, there you have it. Oh, that's good stuff. <laughs> Ben's comment is no comment at all. Who we got coming up today, by the way? We got Mark Schofield at noon, which will be Excellent. nice because I feel like we've – well, we have gone three straight Sundays without the Packers – so, right. Mark, you guys do a great job talking about the league as a whole. And I'm trying to get a Broncos uh, guest on today. Um, I've been sending messages all week, and I'm hoping we can get someone today for a little eye on the enemy because you love that in sports radio. Right. Yeah, you got to do that. You got to have at least uh, at least uh, the, the opposing side of things and where th- – you know, I just think about it this way. I, I look at what's going on in Denver, and that's, that's a train wreck. I don't even know how to – it's just so bad. Um, it's just in so many different facets. 
Like they thought they were going to. I mean, when you start off your before you even really get into the rigors of camp in a season and your head coach is ripping another head coach for the job that they did the previous season saying how horrifically bad it was and the worst coaching job in the history of football and that he'd ever seen and blah, blah, blah. And then to have your season start off this way and basically fly off the rails, like right away, um, just so bad in so many different facets. And, uh, you know, we got to go. Uh, do you have the number to Mark Goodman? No, but I can hit up Mark Goodman. Uh, okay. If, if you have some contact info, 100%. I do. Let, let's see if we can't get Mark Goodman is – um, he, he's like, like no, no BS. And he, uh, excuse me, not Mark. I keep saying Mark. It's Eric Goodman. Uh, Eric Goodman. I, I'll send you his information. Eric's such a good guy and he's, he's us. He is no F's given, man. Uh, not beholden to anybody. So, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll hear from Eric. Cause I, we'll see if we can't get him on the program. Eric is, he never, he did not, he did not want Aaron Rodgers. And I don't know if you ever remember listening to the show when Eric was on, but he didn't want Aaron Rodgers. He wanted Russell Wilson. And we haven't really talked to him since. Really? So, yeah, he thought they got the better end of the deal, that the whole Aaron Rodgers thing was just terrible. And he did not want anything to do with Aaron Rodgers. So we'll uh, we'll, 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 we'll take a look, see if we can't get Eric on the program and see how things are going now because I, I remember that conversation. So let's do this. We'll step away. We'll take a quick break. I'll send you some information if you will. And, uh, again, we are live out here. We're in lacrosse. Coming up tonight, coming up tonight, we are uh, we're going to go ahead and uh, uh, spend some time together over at Flipside Pub and Grill. If you're in the area here in lacrosse, come on by and say hello. We'd be glad to have you as a face in the crowd. And we got a lot of good stuff coming up tonight. We're going to have Mike Clemens in the first hour. Uh, Grant and I will be here making picks. We've got a special guest picker tonight, too, coming from W. XOW here, ABC in uh, in Lacrosse as well. So we're excited about that. Stay tuned. We got a whole lot more of the Bill Michael Show coming up live here in Lacrosse right after this. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket. This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. All right, Team Pella, listen up. Thanks, John Kuhn. Customers love our products with limited lifetime warranties. Check out these big plays. Incredible innovations like blinds and shades between the glass. No interference on that play, coach. And stylish windows with hidden screens that make game days a breeze. Can it get any better? It can. With monthly payments as low as $19 per window, $75 per patio door, and a free quote at PellaWI.com. Let's go. Whether you're looking to replace older damaged windows and doors or just wanting to revamp the look of your home, Pella offers a wide range of styles and materials to match your home's unique design. Hurry, take advantage of monthly payments as low as $19 per window and $75 per patio door at Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin. Get your free quote today at PellaWI.com. 6.99 APR for 120 months. Certain restrictions apply. See showroom for details. Offers on 1031 Welcome back to the program. Uh, I tell you what, 
Steel Tank Brewing in Oconomowoc. I was uh, paying attention to their posts over on Facebook and Instagram, and the new music venue they have going in is called Rally Point. And, oh, my goodness, that place is – I, I can only imagine what it looks like in person because uh, I knew what it was in the very beginning and to where it is now. Uh, they're getting closer. They were tuning the sound system yesterday. They were wrapping up a couple of things via the music side. And they're just uh, going through all the beer lines and all the uh, inspections and stuff. And then they should be opening soon. I mean, they are on the cusp. And I can't wait. Steel Tank Brewing in Oconomowoc. Oh, my goodness. So good. So good. And uh, they should have uh, a, a fantastic, fantastic addition to the backside of that building right there uh, in Oconomowoc behind Exonia Bank off of 67. It, it's wonderful. And the food is outstanding. So Steel Tank Brewing, craft brewing right here in the state of Wisconsin. Great stuff. And excited for Dave and Mike and everybody. So, good stuff. Um, the The question at hand is, if the Packers win, what does it say? If they lose, what does it say today? Oh, by the way, Eric Goodman, who we talked about in the last segment from Mile High Sports out in Denver, going to join us in the next segment. That's Eric's kind of guy. Joe says, uh, are you friends with other journalists who cover the Packers? I am, Joe. I am. Um, some better than others, but uh, and I know everybody, and I see everybody, you know, when we are in a press box or something. Now, the problem is, like, you know, back in the day, and I used to be able to – I kind of lived up in Green Bay. We had a studio inside, Lambeau Field and everything. And um, – I was able to actually – practices were either earlier or a little bit later, and the locker room was earlier or a little bit later, and I had the opportunity to be in there all the time. And the way Matt LaFleur structures it, it's everything is during the show. So I can't be there uh, during the week. So that's that's kind of what sucks. Uh, and the Packers, they, they want you to be there, man. They want you right inside that place. They want you to cover the team and the whole deal. And I understand that, but it's they everything is scheduled during the show. I mean, it, they, they're not gonna, certainly not going to reschedule things for me. That's for damn sure. So it's very difficult to – that's why Mike Clemens is our eyes and our ears and so good. Uh, and we love relying upon a lot of the guys like Ryan Wood and Pete Doherty, the Green Bay Press-Gazette, and see Tom Silverstein every now and then, and we get a chance to get Spoon on, and Wayne Larravee. And, yeah, I mean, we, we, we all talk. So th- those guys are all great, absolutely. Uh, Eric Branchak of the Green Bay Press-Gazette as well. Um, so, but yes, um, we're, you know, would I have them to my house for dinner? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, 877-867-1670. Uh, Rick says my biggest take is if we lose, but love completes 62% with no interceptions, I won't lose my mind. But if he's at 55 and throws a pick or two, I think we're toast for the season. Um... Will says, I can't remember the last time a Packer game was of such insignificance as this one. The Ezra Johnson hot dog game? Maybe. Maybe. Um, it, no, this is not an insignificant game. I, I, I wouldn't call it that. I mean, in the terms of wins and losses and stuff, okay, I understand that. On its face, yeah, you're right. But there's so much more to it than that. You got to go so much deeper than that. You have to, you have to look at the way the team has performed steadily throughout this season. Because you got, 
this this game specifically, but as you move forward from the beginning, you've got to take the season as a whole and you've got to see what the trends are. You've got to see what the adjustments are because that has to happen throughout the season. We have seen teams look at Jordan Love and say, go ahead and throw downfield. Go ahead and throw over the middle. Do it. We dare you. We dare you. Because it hasn't been good. The completion percentage has been low. You're not going to move the chains. Wayne Larry brought it up that there have only been seven drives this season of ten plays or more, which is one of the reasons the defense has been on the field so long. So the defense has played almost two full quarters more this season than the offense has because the offense is, is not sustaining drives, not putting points up, and they're basically laying at the feet of the defense to say, you know, you got to keep it close so we at least have a shot. And we kind of knew that coming in, but we thought it would be better than what it is, right? Injuries have played a part of that. I understand that. The shuffling of the offensive line. We've been through this. We've, we've gone through all of this. But when you say insignificant, no, there's no insignificance to this because now you've had one game in 21, 22 days, and you need to progress. You need to get better. Now, I, I understand there has to be a rhythm. you got to get into the, the rhythm of the season. But you you got to get better. And if you don't get better and you don't look like you're getting better, there's a lot of question marks then. you got to question. Everything we did yesterday, we talked about this. Um, if you're looking at, say, you're questioning the level of talent, well, then that's a Gudikins thing. If you're questioning the adjustments made, that could be a Matt LaFleur thing or a Joe Barry thing or a Rich Passaccia thing. Uh, it could be something via the the position coaches. Now you're looking at if it's offense and they're saying, look, we're going to leave you guys wide open over the middle or not cover it as much or zone it over the middle because your quarterback can't throw consistently and accurately over the middle or downfield. Well, then that's a Jordan Love thing. I mean, there's a lot of evaluation going on. I don't think anybody expected this team to win a Super Bowl this year, but there were some some thoughts Especially after the first couple games of the season, you were like, oh, maybe this team can get to the postseason. I said seven wins. That, that was going to be about it. Uh, you know, and I, I started to waver on that a little bit. I said, ah, maybe they could get to this and this. But this is, and I go back to my original instinct, is I think Jordan Love's a good dude and a, and a serviceable quarterback. I just never saw dynamic in him. And so now you're looking for teams to say, we dare you to be dynamic. We're daring you to do it. Because we don't think you can. And once you get past the first two or three games, teams are now scheming for the quarterback and what he can and can't do. Now it's up to Matt LaFleur and the quarterback to then adjust to what defenses are doing to them. That's that's kind of where we're at. Will says, I was eight to nine wins, now maybe five. Um Let's see here. Uh, Drinking pool water said, I didn't think it would be better. Uh, I expected this. You know, I I didn't. <sighs> Did you expect him not to be able to throw down the middle or the, the offense to look this bad? I, I don't think I expected this. And, again, I, I really I, I want to reserve judgment until we see you know, Aaron Jones fully back, the offensive line intact, short of David Bakhtiari, I know, and uh, and and this group healthy. You know, this group healthy. Then I'll then I'll I'll start to say, okay, well, this is what it may or may not be. But I get where you're coming from. Eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seven. You want to chime in? Go ahead and do so. 
Uh, coming up, we're going to hear from uh, Eric Goodman of Mile High Sports, and Eric uh, is going to give us the lowdown as to what's going on out in Denver. And we're going to talk with him because I know he was high, he was high on Russell Wilson, and maybe a little bit too high on Russell Wilson, and uh, obviously. And now, boy, things just, uh, for lack of a better term, aren't good in Denver, to say the very least. So we're going to talk with Eric Goodman coming up, and a reminder. That uh, tonight we're going to be, uh, the huddle is tonight at uh, Flipside Pub and Grill. We're going to be at Flipside tonight, 6 to 8 here in La Crosse. We're in La Crosse at WKTY Studios. And uh, we're going to be there tonight. Scott Emmerich of WXOW19 going to be there with us uh, in the 7 o'clock hour. We're looking forward to that. So good, good stuff uh, coming up tonight. So hopefully if you're in the La Crosse area, you're going to be a face in the crowd this evening. This portion of the program brought to you by our friends over there at Sunset Grill, Sunset Pelvic Grill, right there on Pewaukee Lake on Prospect Avenue in Pewaukee. And uh, whether it's indoors or outdoors, doesn't matter. Sunset Grill in Pewaukee Lake, great food, tons of televisions, great staff. It's just a fun time. It, it really just is. It's just a fun time over there. And it's in lake country. Come on, anytime you can hang out near a lake and see a little bit of water, it always gives you hope for warmer days ahead, you know. So that's Sunset Grill, Pewaukee Lake. A lot of good stuff going on. Prospect Avenue in Pewaukee. Eric Goodman, Mile High Sports, joining us next. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Good to have you back, the Bill Michael Show. We are live. We are in La Crosse, Wisconsin. Tonight we got a huddle coming up as we uh, start our statewide trek. And uh, looking forward to it. Flipside Pub and Grill tonight out here in La Crosse is uh, the first of more than a few. We're going to be in Viroqua at Norwegian Hollow. We're going to be at Nuts Deep 2 up in Marshfield. Uh, I think they're booking us uh, in Rice Lake, Wisconsin as well. So uh, we're going to be uh, traveling the state quite a bit. Joining us now on the hotline, good friend, good guy, fan of the show, fun guy of the show, is our buddy Eric Goodman from Mile High Sports out in Denver. Eric, how you been, pal? Uh, good. The Nuggets are getting ready to get going next week to defend their title. <laughs> the Avs are off to a great start. And I think pitchers and catchers report for the Rockies in about – 140 days so we can have another crappy baseball season. Uh, well, we've got the, the Denver uh, Broncos to discuss. Uh, I know when you and I talked uh, a while back, I know when the whole trade went down and Russell Wilson was coming in, there was a lot of excitement, and it just it never materialized, whether it was with Hackett or so far with Sean Payton. It, just give me the state of football right now. It's bad. I mean, listen, the, the Broncos have – you know, since winning the Super Bowl, have not made the playoffs. This is a, now you can say, a once-proud franchise. You know, the three pillars you can make the case to have a successful football team is ownership, head coach, and quarterback. They have ownership in place, the, the wealthiest owners in the NFL. They have a potential Hall of Fame head coach. They have a potential Hall of Fame quarterback. And things are as bad as they have ever been. And the, the fans here are disgusted and tired of it. Uh, I can totally understand where they're coming from. It was bad enough with Hackett last year. Uh, he's a really good guy, uh, but he was over his head being a head coach. And then you have Sean Payton walking in, trashing Nathaniel Hackett nationally, trashing people in his own organization, calling Hackett 
one of the worst coaching jobs uh, in NFL history. And then they wound up, you know, giving up 70 points to the Miami Dolphins. If you listen closely, I think the Dolphins are still scoring in that one. Uh, then you have, you know, the game between the Jets, Hackett against Peyton. The Broncos lose that game as well. You know, when Hackett was, excuse me, when Peyton was introduced, he said, we're going to do the complete opposite of what was done last year. And Hackett had a lot of problems with game management early on. And then against the Chiefs, Peyton admits, oh, I forgot what down it was. And that eventually leads to a field goal by the Chiefs at the end of the half. Karma's a bitch. And Sean Payton has earned every piece of that. He really, really has. And you can make a very strong case through the first six games of this season compared to the first six games of last season. Payton has done a worse job. So I guess my question is, what turns the franchise around? They're going to have to blow this thing up. Um, I mean, it has really come to that. I would be very surprised if Russell Wilson is on this roster next year. They're going to have to eat about $85 million worth of dead cap. They need to start all over again. If Peyton wants to rebuild this team, and it looks like he does, and you can make the case that they should. Peyton signed a five-year deal. I've said this on my own show. He's on a three-year deal. That's what he's on right now. This year is lost. Next year is going to be rebuilding. And then we'll see what happens in year three. And if things don't get significantly better, I think the Broncos are going to be shopping for a new head coach again. The coaching staff has not done what it needs to do. He's bringing in a lot of his own guys from New Orleans. That's not working. They brought back Vance Joseph to be the defensive coordinator who did not have a good tenure here as the head coach. The defense has been putrid on so many different levels. They had a three-game stretch, which they gave up 755 rushing yards. I mean, teams are running all over them. Their best defensive performance was against the Chiefs. And I'll be honest with you, we've watched the Chiefs enough, and they haven't been great this year. But the Chiefs look like a team that walked off the bus with no preparation and said, we're going to win the game. We don't even really need to have a game plan. We, we, we know we can score on these guys. We know they're not going to score on us. And they won the game something like, what, 19 to 8 or whatever the score was. So, you know, uh, we'll, we'll see what happens against the Packers. I think a lot of people around here are rooting for the Packers to win because, you know, hopefully they can get Caleb Williams. We'll see. But Caleb Williams is turning into a turd himself. He's becoming a really unlikable guy. Specifically, mm-hmm. when he made a comment, this guy doesn't clearly understand the NFL. He wants partial ownership. You know that that, that can't happen, right? Just ask Tom Brady right. And, 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 right, and the Miami Dolphins. So, yes, getting Caleb Williams would be great. Unfortunately, I think you're going to be seeing Caleb Williams twice a year with the Bears because I think the Bears have probably moved on from Justin Fields. And, oh, by the way, uh, the Vance Joseph made – Justin Fields looked like a Hall of Famer earlier this year. It, uh, it let me let me start with Russell Wilson. Did they just overestimate his level of talent or underestimate his level of ego? Well, I think it's it's a lot of both. You know, Russell Wilson came into the league not a first or a second round draft pick. He did beat out Matt Flynn, guy that you are very familiar with. 
he inherited when he became the starting quarterback. They had a great defense. They had a great running game. Russell Wilson was a very good quarterback when he played for Seattle. But I think that Pete Carroll did a very good job of accentuating his strengths and really limiting what he doesn't do well. But when he came here, you know, being a guy who's on the brink of going into the Hall of Fame, Hackett, I don't think, handled Russell Wilson very well. I think that the best way to sum up the beginning of Hackett's career with Russell Wilson was, and he said this at the press conference, and he sounded like a fan. And he said, and he yelled out, we have Russell Wilson. Like, this is who we have. And this guy's unbelievable. And he acquiesced. To, and Hackett acquiesced to everything that Russell Wilson wanted to do. Russell Wilson wants to play many more years. And the only way he's going to play many more years, dating back to last year, is if he becomes a pocket quarterback. And he's not a pocket quarterback. He's not necessarily a running quarterback, but he's not a pocket quarterback. And with his height, I don't think that really helps him. He was better when he was moving his legs. He came into camp. In hindsight now, not in very good shape last year. He looked a little thick. And then he came into camp this year looking actually very good. So you're wondering, why were you in such bad shape last year? Then when you talk about ego with Russell Wilson, he had his own office. You know, his kids were running around uh, the field at training camp like it was field day at your local elementary school. It was... You know, whatever Russell wanted, Russell got. And that's one reason why I think that uh, Pete Carroll wanted the marriage to end. He was just tired of Russell Wilson dictating the terms. This is what I want. This is what I want. I'm a superstar. I should get what I want. And that's what the Broncos gave him right when he walked in the door. And now with Sean Payton, he said, no, no. That's not going to happen anymore. We, and this is a quote, we're going to do the complete opposite of what Nathaniel Hackett did last year. Unfortunately, uh, nothing is the complete opposite necessarily of what happened last year. The team is worse. The defense is exponentially worse. And the offense, quite frankly, isn't really that much better. If uh, you look at the Packers coming in, who are, I think this is a big game for them because, God forbid, they come in and lose in the same fashion they lost to Las Vegas. Then all of a sudden uh, the wheels are starting to really fall off in Green Bay. But if you're the Packers coming in with a healthy Aaron Jones, are you just running the football down the throats of the Denver Broncos and taking the pressure off of uh, Jordan Love at this point? Or how would you attack Denver in that sense? Well, I'll answer your question, but let me allow, allow me to say one thing about what you just asked. I don't think anybody here on local sports talk radio is even bothering breaking down this game. X's and O's don't even matter. It's hit that point where X's and O's don't even matter. Now, when you look at the history of the Packers with Favre and Rodgers, that, that hasn't happened in 20 years. Here, it's who are they going to trade at the trade deadline? What are they going to get for Jerry Judy? The, the match, we haven't even talked about matchups this week, and we're not going to. There's really no point. They're at one and five. So to answer your question, yes, uh, if you want to run on the Broncos, you can. If you want to pass on the Broncos, you can. If I am, if I am the Packers and I'm LaFleur, 
I established the run, which clearly all, most teams have been able to run all over the Broncos, protect Jordan Love, let, let Love throw in spots where he is comfortable and where he has an advantage. And I don't see any reason why the Packers shouldn't win this game. Because right now, I think the Broncos' minds are in that locker room. Guys are being professional. Clearly, that they, clearly they want to win the game. No guy is going to give up. But um, there's so many different ways you can beat this team. Just don't throw it past Sertan. And, and really, that's the strategy. Otherwise, you have lots of options. So it, let's just say the Packers lose to the Broncos. Do, what changes, if anything, then in Denver? Do they look at it as, hey, we've, we've, we're starting to put the train back on the tracks? Or do they look at it as, oh, crap, it's one more win and one win further away from maybe finding a new quarterback in the draft? Are you asking from a fan perspective <laughs> or from an organizational perspective? <laughs> However you want to answer it, my friend. I know you're wide open. Well, I mean, this is what I say to people all the time, you know, who are who are Broncos fans. If you want to root for a win and and that and that makes you feel better about yourself for the day, that's fine. But at the end of the day, it's a long term thing. If the Broncos win this game, so what? Seriously, they'll be two and five, and then they get to play the Chiefs at home, and then they're going to be two and six going into the bye week. That that's what they're looking at. That is exactly what they're looking at. If the Broncos beat the Packers, quite frankly, a team that isn't – it's not that they're not very good. They're fine. There's nothing special about their team right now. Is that fair to say? Correct. Correct. Okay. So what? So, so, you, so you win the game. Big deal. You're 2-5. and five. And you, you won a game maybe that you should have won. But then again, the Broncos haven't even won at home this season. So I don't think that changes the trajectory of what they're going to try and do, which is trade a bunch of players. And if they do, they take, you know, salary off the, off the books, off, off the potential dead cap to find a way to balance it out with eventually getting rid of Russell Wilson. Because either they're going to spread that dead cap over two years or over one year. Uh, some, a friend of mine who's an insider told me he thinks they're going to spread it over two years it makes more sense to spread it over one year if you're going to gut the team just be really bad next year then and eat it all at one time so really that's the focus it's not about x's and o's it's not even about winning this game if they win again if they win on sunday so what it really it really doesn't matter because they need they really do need to tear this thing down it is always great to talk to you, my friend. I hope you guys are doing well. I still follow you over on uh, Twitter and such, and I'll tune in every now and then when I get an opportunity to. You're always great. And, Eric, uh, thanks for joining us on uh, very, very short notice, pal. Hey, uh, Bill, really appreciate it. Hope you have a great day. You too, buddy. Talk to you soon. There you go. And that is the reason I have Eric Goodman on the air. Do you understand now, Grant, why I go to Eric? <laughs> that was so funny. He was cooking. He was cooking. For 15 he, minutes straight. He is uh, the antichrist to some in Denver because he does not sugarcoat a damn thing. And uh, I love the guy, and he is just awesome. And sometimes he can be a little bit hard, and I understand that, but it's it's very much you can't argue with it because it's very much a realistic take. And uh, and I love talking to him. So <laughs> So now how do you feel? If the Packers go in and get a win or take a loss, now how do you feel to where that franchise is? It's, uh, as he said, uh, karma's a bitch, and right now 
Sean Payton is taking a massive, massive S sandwich to the face, without a doubt. This portion of the program uh, brought to you by our friends. Uh, by Something better you want to put in your face. That's Robert's Specialty Meats. You're a hometown butcher, and uh, they have everything from the Al Capone Rose. Still tailgate fair. If you're going to be heading up to Lambeau, if you're going to be heading out to Camp Randall, uh, whatever, or maybe just uh, doing the grilling at home, or maybe you got some holiday parties coming up. That's the place to go, uh, whether it's the, the steaks, the uh, the bacon-wrapped fillets, uh, the ribs on a stick, the garlic parmesan chicken skewers, whatever it happens to be, or the sauces. That's our friends, uh, Robert's Specialty Meats in Waukesha. Go on Sunset Drive in Waukesha. Go to robertsspecialtymeatswaukesha.com. That's robertsspecialtymeatswaukesha.com. More of the Bill Michael Show live here in La Crosse coming up next. This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. All right, Team Pella, listen up. Thanks, Jan Kuhn. Customers love our products with limited lifetime warranties. Check out these big plays. Incredible innovations like blinds and shades between the glass. No interference on that play, coach. And stylish windows with hidden screens that make game days a breeze. Can it get any better? It can. With monthly payments as low as $19 per window, $75 per patio door, and a free quote at PellaWI.com. Let's go. Whether you're looking to replace older damaged windows and doors or just wanting to revamp the look of your home, Pella offers a wide range of styles and materials to match your home's unique design. Hurry, take advantage of monthly payments as low as $19 per window and $75 per patio door at Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin. Get your free quote today at PellaWI.com. 6.99 APR for 120 months. Certain restrictions apply. See showroom for details. Offers at 
That's a great question because he was on his way when he went to Denver, and had he done anything in Denver worthwhile, maybe he's a lock. But God, that's I don't I, I got to think that maybe the end of his career as this continues to wind down and look awful. I got to think he's. He's like on the bubble working his way out of the Hall of Fame. Wouldn't you, Grant? I'm just going to push back on the idea that he was cruising to a Hall of Fame career before Denver. He was very good in Seattle, but he never had an MVP vote. I don't think you could ever make the case that he was the best or even maybe the second or third best quarterback in the league at any point. I I don't know. I think we overblow how good he was in Seattle, but I I don't know. I've never been that high on Russ. So He was good early on because he ran. Yeah, he was a because running quarterback he, yeah. with a great defense. That's not Hall right. of Fame stuff. He won. He was a great winner. It worked for his team, but Hall of Fame, I don't know. You start to put up decent numbers, and you're going back-to-back Super Bowls. You, you're working your way towards a Hall of Fame. But I, I don't think he's a Hall of Famer. That's just me. I, I just don't. Um, I, I I don't – I mean, Super Bowls, obviously, once you get the ring on your finger, they look at you and go, okay, here you go. Uh, you, you are now judged in a different light. But I, I don't I don't think he's a Hall of Famer. I don't think he's a Hall of Famer. we got a lot more coming up. Don't forget, uh, Mark Schofield, SB Nation, going to join us about an hour from now. About an hour from now. Stay tuned. We'll talk with him. Got a lot more of the Bill Michael Show. We're broadcasting live in lacrosse. Good to have you on board today. Stay tuned. A whole lot more coming up right after this.